Welcome to the Archives of The Laura Lee Show, conversation for exploration, timeless discussions to challenge and expand our worldview. And while you may find our guests fascinating, the views expressed may not necessarily reflect those of our own or of the Kuimange Institute. That's why we call it conversation for exploration. And join in our ongoing live events, interviews, our own presentations, and much, much more as we go exploring. Learn more at kuiamungainstitute.com and lauralee.com. And hello there, I'm Laura Lee, and thanks for tuning in to Conversation for Exploration. Our next guest is going to talk about what he calls an ancient secret of the fountain of youth. That's a title of an interesting book that he picked up about 20 years ago in a small bookshop. And uh, it talks about a few exercises that were practiced by Tibetan monks to energize the vortexes. But there's a couple more bits of advice between these five rites. And then there's a sixth one if you, you know, want to, to, to uh, extend it to that. But then also in some of the other chapters, there's advice about the voice. Now we just we're talking with Don Campbell about the Mozart effect and the healing power of music and sound and the voice and all of this. And there's advice in here from ancient Tibet, careered through this, the uh, Peter Kelder and from him, the mysterious Colonel Bradford and all this, that the voice, they say, is connected to one of the chakras and that it's also a way in which you can extend your longevity by modulating your voice and sounding your voice. This is so interesting. So it seems that what Don Campbell was talking about, uh, using the voice and toning and getting your voice vibrating in a certain way, and seems to be part and parcel of a regime from ancient Tibet and also extending one's longevity and uh, balancing uh, one's energy. This is fascinating that you find it both in old and new uh, sources. Let's, let me introduce you to Les Sinclair. Hi, Les. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Laura Lee. And we're going to talk about another form of uh, initiation or ritual today. And, uh, you know, I'm so fascinated by finding a few key exercises. I always believe, Les, in doing my research, finding out what's the most effective means to do anything. What's the most uh, powerful and efficacious and simple and doable? Uh, what's going to give me the most bang for my time, my energy, my efforts? So I love finding the few key yoga postures or exercises or whatever as we boomers. Uh, I'm one of the boomer generation, and I know that most of uh, you are out there or else you are, for any reason, wanting to extend your longevity, optimize your functioning, find the key, the secrets to good health. Here's one of them. Few simple exercises to energize the chakras. Um, this is a fascinating story, both how this information came from ancient Tibet to uh, America and how it's being promoted and, and uh, shared from one person to another today. Let's talk about the theory. Why should a few yoga-like, isometric-like uh, exercises be able to help regenerate? I mean, scientists, science a day tells you, okay, exercise does A, B, and C, but they don't talk about harmonizing and uh, harmonizing the spin, synchronizing the spin of our energy centers. Tell us that story. Let's talk theory first. Well, the, I think the, the secret, uh, the, the title of the book, as you mentioned, is Secret of the Fountain of Youth. The first rite itself is quite unique. It's a spin. Now, Colonel Bradford, who was the gentleman that went into the Himalayas when he first discovered 
these uh, rites from the Tibetans there. When he first uh, encountered these men, these monks in the Lamasery in Tibet, he noticed how youthful they were. And even though they're in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s, these were men that were out working in the fields during the day and uh, putting bales of hay on their back and, you know, working very hard. And at the end of the day, they still have a lot of energy left. And he said to them, well, what is your secret? How can you stay so young and vital? And they said to him, do the five Tibetan rites. Well, the very first rite itself is a spin. You talked about that just a second ago. Like the whirling dervishes. Right. The, the theory is that when we're born, the vortexes in the body spin at a certain frequency. And as we begin to age, they start to slow down. So... What I've been doing, uh, Laura, Lee, is that for the last 14 years, I get up every morning and walk out into my living room, and I do the five Tibetan rites. The first one is a spin. I spin in my day. They're easy to do, and I spin the energy of the universe into my body, in a Mm -hmm. sense. I spin my chakras in a, Mm -hmm. in a clockwise manner. And it's interesting uh, that you, uh, the whirling dervishes spin from left to right, mm -hmm. and here you spin from left to right. So, I mean, it must work in a particular, I mean, even... Well, the, the ancients knew something. I mean, I, I don't know why we go left to right. The, the earth spins in that direction. Uh I think that may have something to do with it as well. But all I know is that it works. I mean, I, I'm living proof that it works in terms of uh, being youthful. I don't look my age. I will be 60 this year. Most people think that I'm in my late 40s, early 50s. It's not about bragging, per se, but it's, uh, it's because I made a commitment to do these rites, and they've been very, very helpful. They're easy to do. I recommend anybody that can do them. I don't always have time to go to the gym or to my yoga class, which takes a good hour and a half, maybe two hours out of my day, but I can each morning ritualize my own health, in a sense, walking into my living room and doing the rites for 10 minutes, jump-starts my day, energizes me for the rest of the day, and I'm, I'm up and about. Well, um, I understand that the monks believe that these particular rites, uh, R-I-T-E-S, rites, as in uh, spiritual practice, um, that they stimulated the body's centers or these vortexes, and that these vortexes then correspond, vortexes kind of govern or correspond to various systems, one to the endocrine glands, uh, one to the adrenal glands, one to digestion, so that you kind of, one to the thymus gland. And now that's interesting. Chinese medicine says that we have meridians that connect one part energetically of the body to another part of the body. And so it's kind of like turning on the on switch, isn't it? It is well said it is turning on the on switch. And these that, that's the the whole immune system. It's the life force in their body, the endocrine system. Uh, that that's what governs the life system in our body. And if my body is healthy and my spine is supple and strong, I my my life is healthier. I feel better for it. Uh, Bernie Siegel says that we have the power. He wrote the forward to this uh, book, uh, Ancient Secret of the Fountain of Youth, forward by Bernie Siegel, and he says that we have the power to activate the life and death mechanisms of our own body. And part of it is we just need to have the owner's manual to the human body. And I would say this is a very important 
page. Also, you know, when I wake up, I'm really careful to get my head on straight, you know, to focus and to get all systems on charge. It's like I wouldn't drive a car uh, out and expect it to speed down the roadway smoothly without making sure all systems were go. And I I think that, um, you know, I like to think of the physical body as the same way. It's our vehicle for successfully navigating our way through planet Earth, through our day. Let's get the vehicle operating so we can successfully navigate our day. It's a very good analogy. You know, what do cats and dogs do when they wake up from a nap? Oh, my dog stretches and he goes through this whole thing and it's fun. What does your cat do? Well, a cat does the same thing, but what do human beings do? They get up and have a cup of coffee and sit down and they sit in that (laughs) car and they drive to work. And and when they get to work, they sit down at at a computer. We are very sedentary as a culture, and we can learn from the animals. Uh, so the, the basis of these five rights is the, to keep the, the spine healthy and strong. And each one has a, has a particular benefit to the whole system. And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I have a strong... I, I actually took up yoga years ago because I had a lower back, uh, back problem. I, at that time, was working on a show called The Dinah Shore Show. And uh, the executive producer, a man by the name of Henry Jaffe, he was Dinah's um, attorney, and uh, he was Frank Sinatra's attorney as well, and very nice man. And I went to Henry one day, and I said, Henry, my back is killing me. I had Western man's curse, lower back problems. And he said to me, let's do yoga. And... And my wife said, well, why don't you come and do um, yoga with me? And I went, and I loved it. And uh-huh. so um, I had already started to do yoga and knew the benefits from it. And then a couple of years later, when I was in, up in Washington State in a bookstore, I came across this book, Ancient Secret of the Fountain of Youth. And when I first looked at it, I thought, well, there's really not that much to it. It seems like it's very easy to read. <laughs> but for some reason or other, I bought it, and I read it on the plane coming back to Los Angeles. And I got up the next morning, and I, st- I committed myself to doing them. And Laura Lee, I noticed after a week that I had more energy, that I was more vital, and I did seem to be more alive. So uh, why stop something that's working? We're going to come right back with Lesson Clear and hear more about this very interesting story. I love when ancient wisdom preserves itself and comes forward to today, and it's useful. So we're going to hear the story of how these uh, ancient practices by Tibetan monks made their way to the 20th century. I'm Laura Lee. I'm Laura Lee. Just enjoying the power of music there. I'm Laura Lee. You're listening to The Laura Lee Show. We're talking with Les Sinclair, who joins us from Laguna Beach, California. He's been practicing these five Tibetan rites for some time now. This is they're very effective. I'm just starting and I'm enjoying them. Anything that we can do in a few minutes a day to really help us energize us, you know, get us set for the day, start balancing our vortexes. That was the theory I wanted to, to talk about, um, Les, is that the according to this ancient Tibetan system of medicine, and, you know, it's fascinating to me, too, is that they knew about energy centers. It would take modern science today to see what we cannot see with the eye, but to see with other instrumentation. But the theory goes, according to the monks, and, and, and further elaborate on this for me, that, that the... The uh, system, they don't just get out of alignment, the whirling of these vortexes. If some vortexes slow down, then that can contribute to the deterioration of the body. And some 
whirl too fast or faster than others. And so that can contribute to anxiety, exhaustion, a feeling of scatteredness. So it's interesting that the, the condition of our energy centers, our vortexes, our chakras, affect not only our physiological uh, body, but also our moods and our emotions. Yes, I think that's true. Do you, do you remember when you were a little girl and you were in your backyard or in the park and you'd spin around, you'd feel Ooh, elated yes. and giddy and yeah. maybe even a bit dizzy, but you felt absolutely alive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, th- this, is, this is the same thing. I mean, I come home from work sometimes and instead of having a cup of coffee, I, I don't drink caffeine that often, but I mean, if a normal person might come back from work and suddenly feeling very tired and they have to go out, what I do is I do the rites, and mm-hmm. the spin particularly gives me more energy for the rest of the evening. The, the ancients knew something, uh, and uh, as you mentioned, Western science is now really seriously looking at what they knew to be uh, working for thousands and thousands of years. There must be something there. It's, it's so simple and so easy to do and can benefit anybody. And uh, I would think that the the whirling exercise is just the first one. The other ones are more like yoga and work on the spine and, and hold various simple poses that you hold for a moment. Really easy to do, but the, it's interesting that the whirling one is to jumpstart that energy, kind of yes. get it flowing and then work with it. Tell me the story of how these five ancient rites came from a monastery in Tibet to America. Well, uh, Colonel Bradford was the, the name that the, the man in the book was, was an English gentleman that went into the uh, in, in, into Tibet at the end of the uh, uh, the early part of the 30s. And when he got first got into the um, into the lamasery, as I mentioned earlier, he noticed how useful the the uh, the monks were after working long hours, and and he got the, the information from them when they told him to do the five Tibetan rites. When he came out um, on his journey, he met uh, the actual author of the book, Peter Kelder, and asked Peter if he would write these down. And the book came out, as I said, in the 30s, and it was around for a while. And then Harbor Press picked it up, I believe, 18, 19 years ago, um, and was uh, published then, and it's been a bestseller list. It sold over two million copies. Uh, How did uh, Colonel Bradford manage to get taught the five rites by the Tibetan monks? How did he happen to find his way into a monastery? I mean, give me a little more color in this story. It's an interesting story. Yes, well, I, I don't know how actually he got in there. It's, I don't think that's so outlined in the book. But uh, at that time, um, there were people that knew that there were some mysteries uh, to be uh, had by going into these very ancient uh, civilizations. And that's the highest uh, country in the world. I believe it's, uh, it's over three miles high up in the Himalayas. And it's been cut off by, uh, the, by the civilization as we knew it at that time. So the, the traditions, the spiritual traditions of these people have been handed down for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And I believe that he was on a search to, for this find out what the this, uh, you know, great wisdom was. It says in the book that uh, he had been hearing uh, rumors that uh, this there was some extraordinary knowledge, an ancient fountain of youth, and that uh, old men would enter one of these monasteries, and then they would mysteriously regain their health and their strength and their vigor. And no one seemed to know the exact location of this place, but it was known to be strange and mysterious, and people would go in and get... Uh, uh, Revitalized. There are really fascinating people there. There's the Longpas, 
these these men that can sort of run for days and days and days at great speeds just by using breath and uh, they bounce across uh, uh, Herbert Benson at Harvard he has actually talked and seen these people he talked about how the monks can sit with um, up in freezing temperatures and put wet um, robes over them wet sort of sheets and the body heat they can raise their body heat to dry these sheets they are amazing people they we can learn a lot from them um also there is a couple of uh, additional rights tell us about the sixth right well the sixth right is for people who are celibate um i don't practice it because i'm in a relationship but uh for those people that are not in a in a sexual relationship uh, it's the book suggests that the sexual energy that one would normally expend if you were married or in a relationship uh, could be re uh, rechanneled in the body basically what you're doing is drawing the energy i believe you're drawing the energy from the sexual part of the body up into the heart and the lungs and it's rechanneled and reused throughout the body it's a simple breath uh, breath technique i always wondered how those monks stayed celibate yeah well so. <laughs> right well when you think of it i mean the, the one of the basic instinct of men and women is to uh, is to uh, to bear children is to you know c- c- keep the line going and that the sexual energy in us is very very powerful and if it's not used uh, or rechanneled it can become um, i think uh, ill used it, it, it can become a sickness in the body Okay, so maybe that's how we get our energy all out of balance. Maybe yeah. in in Chinese medicine they say really health depends on the free flow and and uh continual flow of energy throughout the body and all the acupuncture and all that's meant to unstop blockages here and there. Let's get back to our conversation with Les Sinclair. Three more things I want to talk to him about. Also in this book, it outlines a little advice on diet, how they eat in Tibet as monks. Also, the voice thing, I want to have less detail that because that's fascinating, especially on the heels of talking to Don Campbell about music and voice therapy. And also, this book talks about the difference between a mantra and a mantram. I want less to detail that for us. Again, the mantras are sounds, so they're another aspect to uh, healing therapy of sound. You know, there's no accident that... Um people like yourself and radio announcers have very uh, well modulated voices um otherwise if you had a shrill voice nobody would want to listen to you when you have a a a lower registered sort of voice that is clear with the communication it um it it, it just makes common sense people are going to listen to you <laughs> same for women i think yeah less Last minute, I'm going to give to you, and I want to say thank you for alerting us to something else that we can do to extend our longevity and get connected to the cosmos. What do you want to tell us in closing? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for being a beacon for this sort of information. You, you have a terrific show, Laura Lee. Thank you. And it's great that you're, that you're so generous with um, all this information that you give to people. It's, um, if I have a mission, it's to get everybody to be healthy and to have a very... Uh, a conscious um, society and by and, and personal health starts with oneself and it starts in the body so um, I I would tell the, the listeners at home to do the Tibetan rites uh, it will re-energize you and revitalize you and keep us mm-hmm. youthing well get yourself going on a new exercise program also I really like what Bernice Siegel has to say that we do have the power to activate the life and death mechanisms in our own body and I love taking personal responsibility for my own health. 
This has been Conversation for Exploration, and I want to thank you for joining us on our tour around the universe at large here. And join us next time. I'm Laura Lee.